The text is found in the book of Jude, the last, second to the last book of the New Testament, the book of Jude, and verse 9 of Jude 1, um, verse 9, um, and uh, the thought behind this, and this really, just reading this text, um, really just got me thinking about our Saturday praying in advance of Sunday when we don't pray together. We're obviously praying still, but but we're often using our Saturday prayer meeting to pray for Sunday. Um, and sometimes we do it on Friday also, but we're praying for the weekend, but we're praying for the public proclamation of the Word. We're praying for the teaching of the Word. We're praying for discipleship activity. Many of these things, obviously, in greater abundance on Sunday than any other day of the week. And uh, so I was reading, and this, I'm going to just, Jude is an interesting book in itself, but um, Jude 1.8 says, Likewise, also these dreamers defile the flesh reject authority, and speak evil of dignitaries. And so he's, he's talking about people that have, have um, you know, there's been disobedience, there's been obedience, and then disobedience, and false teachers, and this type of thing. And then, this kind of out of the blue, verse 9 says, Yet Michael, the archangel, in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring against him a reviling accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke you. Um, I couldn't remember a time around the burial of Moses when there was an account of Michael um, contending with the devil and so went back to Deuteronomy 34, where the record is of the burial of Moses, and there's really nothing said. So this is the only awareness that we have of a spiritual conflict going on over the body of Moses. And it's referenced here in the book of Jude by saying that Michael the archangel was contending with the devil over the body of Moses. And in that contention... There was a check, if you will, of Michael. So it wasn't Michael battling with the devil in his own strength. It was basically he dared not bring against him a reviling accusation. In other words, maybe he was, maybe he was prone to do that. Michael is a warrior angel, um, but said, the Lord rebuke you. So he knew that the battle is the Lord's and that we can only wage warfare against the battle in the authority of the Lord. Um, I think there's great comfort in that, but also a challenge. So here's, here's a challenge. Um, I don't know how many of you have ever heard this, but growing up, I often heard preachers almost get in the flesh in praying, saying, we're going to go out and we're going to do battle with the devil. <laughs> And I, even as an unbeliever, I thought, really? Um, really? You think 
in your flesh, you're going to go out and do, I mean, I even heard a preacher when I was in Bible college say, we need to go skin the devil alive. Well, that's a nice thought. It's just not true. Um, and uh, I, I appreciate the intention and the, and the note there and the fervency, but we have no ability to do that. Only Jesus has the authority and the ability to do battle with the devil. And that, and that came to mind when I read this text, and the Lord rebuke you. So we do know that there is a, a demonic or a, a supernatural realm where angels and demons are in, engaged in warfare. It's a dimension we can't see, a dimension where there's battle going on for the souls of men. Um, and there's also, as we have noted many times on this call, there's also a battle connection between the preaching of the word and prayer. There is a connection, a battle connection, between the word ministry and prayer, and it's not in our strength, it's only in God's strength. So... um, you may remember, <clears throat> and I'm thinking specifically of Sunday. You know, I'm thinking of um, at least here tomorrow. I'm not preaching tomorrow, so I'm going to join the ranks of those who are not preaching tomorrow in praying for those who will be preaching tomorrow and teaching and discipling. Um, but think of Acts chapter 6. Remember early church, they just selected deacons. Um, well, what we know of is today as deacons, but um, and it, so that the apostles could give themselves to two things, prayer and the ministry of the word. So the connection, this is almost like, okay, we have the early church, we're going to battle, um, and the two tools that we're going to use in this warfare are prayer and the ministry of the word. Both of these are empowered by the Lord, not by us. And um, But there is a connection there between prayer and the ministry of the word. And then in Ephesians chapter 8, we have the armor, armor of, of the Christian that we are to be putting on. And the last piece of that is the helmet and then the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And then verse 18 of Ephesians 6 says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. So we have the word of God followed by praying. And then in verse 19, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. So there's the parallel between prayer and the ministry of the word. Again, um, Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving, that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ. So prayer and the ministry of the word. So I just, want, I just want to encourage us as we pray today. Yes, yes, we're praying for revival and awakening. But a reminder that this is not done in our own strength. It can only be done through the strength of God Almighty. And we are just his ambassadors. We are in a partnership with him, and so we can pray for the advance of the gospel, but we have to be reminded (laughs) 
This is a spiritual warfare in a dimension we can't see. And yet tomorrow, I will just say in in public proclamation times, we need to be aware that there's a dimension, a battle dimension that we can't see, but yet in the dimension we can see, we're in we're still in warfare. And uh, it's a unique environment. It's something that the world really can't comprehend. And even would say many, many, we'll just call them carnal Christians, don't grasp. And yet, I trust that today in our gathering, as we're thinking about tomorrow, could we be mindful of this Sunday warfare praying? Sunday warfare praying. And um, I'll be curious to see how you might engage in prayer even today in this in this regard, what you might be praying for tomorrow. The public proclamation of the word. We're praying for revival and awakening. May that happen tomorrow. May it happen today, but may it happen as a result of prayer and the ministry of the word. So uh, we can be praying. Um, I just jotted down four things. They happen to all start with B. Um, yours do not need to start with B, but I would be curious to know. Let's let's be praying for bold preaching. Let's be praying for boldness in the pulpit. And I'm not necessarily referring to cur- courage or loudness. I'm talking about Holy Spirit boldness, Holy Spirit empowering of preaching to where this is a spiritual work and it's obvious that the Holy Spirit is at work. There's nothing worse than Holy Spiritless preaching. It's cold and dead. But when the Holy Spirit is speaking through the preacher, it's alive. So we can be praying for bold preaching tomorrow. This is Sunday warfare praying. We could also be praying for blessed worship. Okay, it's not just the music, it's the entire environment of of worship. But may it be that as we pray for tomorrow, that as Christians gather and leave, may they realize we've been with Jesus. We've been with Jesus. This is different than the job. This is different from the neighborhood. We've been with Jesus, and let's pray for this. Um, we could even be praying for broken chains. Um, yes, salvation, but also addictions and entrapments in sin. It is very refreshing to come to a service with a burden of sin and have it addressed from the pulpit, addressed by the Holy Spirit, and realize, I need forgiveness, I need repentance, and to walk away knowing, I've done business with God, and my heart has been refreshed, and even chains have been broken in my life. We can be praying for broken chains tomorrow. And then lastly, let's be praying for burdened disciples. Burdened disciples, just... We have a job to do. Our days are numbered. The kingdom of heaven is glorious. We don't need to be investing in this life. Let's invest in the life to come and in getting as many people as possible to heaven as we can. Uh, Burdened disciples, hand on the plows, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. And may it be that even tomorrow we have bold preaching, blessed worship, broken chains, and burdened disciples. So this is Sunday spiritual warfare praying through the power 
of Jesus Christ.